Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Eagle Nation, welcome to Gata Talk. As always, I'm your host, uh, Matt Monty, and joined, as always, uh, by my uh, friend and former college roommate, Cody Anderson. Cody, how's it going, buddy? It's going, Matt. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So, it's our it's our last show of uh, of the season uh, as far as uh, previewing games. I uh, got, got one more final game, bowl game coming up, Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama against uh, Eastern Michigan. Um, so, we will... You know, we we touched on that last week. We will go uh, super in depth with it this week, um, and then uh, and then from there, it's it's all postseason stuff, uh, season recap. Uh, we'll certainly touch on recruiting, and um, and then you know probably take take a break for a little while, and and then get back going uh, in the spring and re- ready for the spring game and and previewing that and um, spring recruiting as well, and then it's kind of downhill uh sprint to uh to fall in the 2019 season Cody yeah it's um I can't believe we're at the uh final podcast for the final game of the season um it seems like it's it's flown by to say the least um but man I cannot wait for this bowl game to get here uh this week is probably gonna drag on um and I feel this many people in Eagle Nation will feel the same way that they cannot wait for Saturday to hurry up and get here yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly uh, looking for a big turnout there in Montgomery. Just um, you know, short short drive from Atlanta and and not too far away from from Statesboro, South Georgia. Um, I'll I'll be making the the drive up from uh, from Orlando uh, and 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 coming to the game. Uh, the seven hour trip for me, but uh, missed uh, missed Mobile and uh, the GoDaddy Bowl in 2015. I wanted to make this one, so excited about going. Um, you know, and 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 seeing my. Uh, Third game of the season, and, and hopefully, hopefully, a Eagles win, um, a Georgia Southern Eagles win, I should say, and uh, and and get that tenth win, Cody, and and what a what a huge achievement that would be. That would be a phenomenal achievement, especially for Lunsford in his first year, and well, really, this entire coaching staff in their first year, and uh, just a just an excellent way to end the season and to spring forward into recruiting, spring practice you know, spring game and then into fall camp into 2019. So, like I said, we will uh, preview that Eastern Michigan team uh, here in just a minute and a, a special guest uh, on the podcast today, and it's it's uh, Nick Burgess. Uh, he comes from uh, EagleCreekChampagne.com um, and then also uh, Forgotten Five is part of the ForgottenFive.com uh, network, um, and he does a great job uh, covering Georgia Southern uh, for those two sites. Um, I'm sure uh, anyone listening to this was probably – uh, read his stuff. If not, definitely uh, go check it out. Um, he wrote a, a good preview um, of the uh, bowl matchup with Eastern Michigan, and we will uh, we will chat with him in just a minute to kind of break down uh, this matchup and, and keys to victory and, and kind of what to look for. Um, so looking forward to that, Cody. Yeah, definitely excited to have him on the program. And as you said, excellent work that he does for the Forgotten Five and his uh, Eagle Creek Champagne. Always a good read about uh, Georgia Southern football, and it's just an excellent job that he does week in, week out. So with that, uh, let's get going, Cody, and and preview this game, and then we'll, we'll close with uh, some uh, regular season thoughts and and thoughts on the bowl matchup, and then, uh, as always, our, our predictions for the game. Awesome. Let's get it, Matt. 
All right, so Jason, I want to welcome in now uh, Nick Burgess uh, from EagleCreekChampagne.com and uh, part of the ForgottenFive.com uh, network. Um, he uh, covers Georgia Southern um, for uh, for those two outlets, and uh, we appreciate him being on the show. What's going on, Nick? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the pod. It's like regular listening to me when I'm driving back uh, from work. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm a pleasure to ha- uh, be on your show. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, thanks for that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, we um, we were just talking about your preview that you did uh, for the Eastern Michigan game. Uh, that's going to be the focus of the segment, obviously. So, you know, just, I guess, starting off, what what's kind of your first impression? You know, Cody and I kind of touched on it in our last episode about, you know, not the opponent people were expecting at all. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, we were, we were looking at possibly Buffalo, you know, loser of the MAC mm-hmm. championship, um, maybe Ohio. Yep. Michigan. Yeah. So well, let, let, let's kind of start there. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, from, from research I've done, uh, Eastern Michigan just seems like a really solid defensive team. Uh, Chris Creighton, when he got there, their, their head coach from uh, Drake five years ago, Eastern Michigan was the laughing stock of, of the MAC because they would get maybe 5,000 fans per, per game. Um, it's very hard for EMU to, um, to attract fans when they're only like six miles away from Ann Arbor. Um, imagine if uh, Statesboro was six miles away from Athens. We have we already have enough troubles like um, uh, getting out from underneath the shadow of UGA. Um, so it's even harder for them. But Chris Creighton has um, turned this team around over the last five years, um, led by their defense. Um, uh, they, they're top 40 in points per game. Um, uh, in and yards per game total defense, and uh, they have like um, a really good uh, passing defense. It won't factor in much in our game, but um, they're led by a couple guys that kind of stood out to me. Um, first team all Mac Mac Cosby, their defensive end. He had 18 tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks. Um, Kyle Rakewall, the second team all Mac. Um, Middle linebacker, he's like a tackle machine, 115 tackles, nine and a half for loss. Uh, They're just a really solid defensive team. There's nothing – they're middle of the pack on offense. Uh, They kind of run a pro style, um, led by their – like they got two different quarterbacks, uh, Tyler Wiegers and uh, Mike Glass the third. Uh, We don't know if uh, Mike Glass is going to play, but Glass is the more mobile of the two. And – uh, Uyghurs is more of the traditional pocket passer, so um, they they're not really flashy on offense, but uh, they do not they're, they kind of mirror Georgia Southern in a few different ways. They don't turn the ball over a whole lot, and they you know they play solid defense. Um, we're they give up 22 points a game, we go up like 21.7 points a game. So um, they're just uh, kind of a, a blue collar Midwestern defense led team. So um, it's I think it's going to be kind of a slugfest. Yeah, and I mean that's uh, I agree, and uh, and Cody and I were talking about that. I mean, it 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 seems like uh, you know their coach Creighton is kind of like a PJ Fleck almost uh, a little bit, kind of remind just kind of that blue collar mentality. Obviously, they were a little bit flashier that Western Michigan team um, on offense, but uh, you know just just kind of like lunch pail style team, which uh, we, we obviously mm-hmm. know, and, and that's that's our identity as well. So you know, I think I think a lot of people in Eagle Nation were a little caught off guard by the matchup because obviously like I said they mm-hmm. were kind of expecting um you know uh, you know one of those uh, top 
you know, two teams in the MAC maybe. Um, but you know, th- this is still a really solid squad. Um, you know, the seven to five, but uh, like, like you said, they, they've, they've definitely, uh, you know, kind of turned the corner and, and um, they, they want this. And, you know, that's something we touched on in the last episode. You know, it just, it just seems like from, you know, yeah. the, the videos that they've been posting, um, you, you don't really see that from a lot of other group of five teams that are, you know, vying for a bowl bid. You know, they, they, they certainly don't take this for granted. And I think that's something um, in Georgia Southern that we shouldn't take for granted uh, when we face them, that they're, they're going to be hungry and, and, you know, we're, we're going to need to be hungry too. Yeah, they only had four bowl games in their entire history, which stretches back to like 1891. It's a really old program, but not really flashy. The When I think of EMU, I think of Charlie Batch, uh, that quarterback for the, the Lions and the, the Steelers the last decade. It's the only guy I could think of that came from uh, EMU. Um, if there is a, a little silver lining, uh, is that they don't really play uh, the run very well on defense. They're 93rd in rush defense. Uh, and the, the last time they lost was to Army, uh, an yeah. option team back in late October. Um and that was the their worst loss of the season. The rest of them were one score games. They beat Purdue. Thirty seven twenty two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They thirty like uh, four hundred yards of offense uh, Army put up against them. They that was their biggest loss of the season. Uh, they beat Purdue. They took South San Diego State to overtime. So they're a tough. They're a tough team. Um, but they did struggle with the option. So if there's um, a ray of hope for uh, Georgia Southern, it's going to be that they're not. Toledo or Ohio or Buffalo or Northern Illinois, one of these uh, upper echelon MAC teams, but um, they're they're definitely blue collar, and this is going to be their Super Bowl. You know, they they really don't go to bowls that often, so uh, they're going to be. I think they're going to be up for this game. Yeah. So with with that Army game, I mean, obviously, you know, Army's a really good team. Uh, you know, they they you know have a chance at eleven wins this year. You know, after being Navy. Um, and then with their bowl game. So, I mean, obviously, you know, under center option, um, you know, we run a, kind of a more, you know, spread missile uh, shotgun option. How, how do you, how do you kind of see that coming into play? Uh, you know, with, I mean, it, I, I think it's safe to say, like you said, they, they haven't really seen, they probably haven't seen an option like ours all season. I think that's probably safe to say. And, and like you said, they've already struggled with army, but, but how do you think our, version of the option uh, might kind of give them fits. Yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword because the, you know, Army did really well against them running the option. Um, So maybe they get a little glimpse of what we run, but we run um, a different system than what Army does. We don't, we don't run out of the flex bone a whole lot. It's only like a package play here and there. I think we have a better speed than Army does. Army's just, you know, they're really you know, disciplined, you know, Jeff Munkin, uh, a tough team top to bottom, but I think we've got better speed at the skill positions. Um, I don't think Army has, has guys like Shai Wirtz or uh, Wesley Kennedy on their team that, that provide, you know, kind of the home run threat. So they don't really see that offense a whole lot in the MAC. Um, the MAC is really more of like a uh, kind of a passing lead. It's known for producing quarterbacks in the league. So uh, I think uh, we we kind of have an advantage there. Um, we have depth at running back that um, I think that works in our favor. Uh, we can give them different looks. Um, and um, I, I mean, they have some tape, you know, playing against Army, but um, it's a different system. And um, 
they not only struggled against Army, they struggled defending the run all season. So um, I think that that's really going to work in our favor. Uh, their their strength really is the pass uh, pass defense, and um, that's only going to factor so much in this game. Um, yeah, I was looking at their schedule. I mean, it looks like they they didn't play Ohio, which you know is probably the best rushing team in the MAC. Um, you know, I know they. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, um, last I checked, they were, uh, one spot ahead of us, um, and rushing in the nation. So, um, you know, that, that would probably be a, a good barometer, but, but they didn't play there, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, with, with the quarterback situation, this was something that, uh, you know, Cody had brought up, um, and, and you mentioned it, um, at the beginning of this segment with, uh, Mike Glass, the third, um, you know, definitely the more mobile guy, uh, Tyler Weigers, Weigers, Weigers. Um, he, uh, you know, has played the last couple of games, definitely your, your traditional pocket passer. Um, you know, he's, uh, a little over 1800 yards on the year, uh, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, but Mike Glass has, uh, you know, uh, 92 attempts, 820 yards passing, also as second on the team in rushing, um, only mm-hmm. 65 carries, 391 yards, average of six yards per carry. But definitely more, uh, more mobile can also throw it. So, I mean, what, what's kind of, what have you kind of been seeing? Cody was saying like on the message boards, on the Eastern Michigan message, message boards that he might be ready to go. Um, well, yeah, he's had, I don't know, it's like three weeks to recover. So I, I think, you know, it's one of those deals where they list him as questionable, so to kind of throw us off. But um, I think we're probably going to see both quarterbacks in this game. Um, we've uh, we've we've sort of struggled. Uh, you know, Troy's quarterback. You know, he, he was sort of mobile. We kind of struggled against against him. But then we've we, we've also done well against mobile quarterbacks like uh, Dan Ellington at Georgia State. So I think we're going to see both guys. Um, the Uyghurs will get the majority of the snaps. Um, and, uh, you know, we have, we have talent in our secondary, you know, which Kendall Vildor was like, he was a pro football focus, all American yep. and, you know, Brinson's, you know, really good, but, um, we do give up a lot of yards, uh, which is like kind of the danger there. Um, and they do have like two or three, receivers that can um that can you know really make you pay like Blake Bannum, Arthur Jackson. Um so the you know the the probably and, and Mike Glass isn't a terrible thrower either. He's not like one dimensional. He's definitely a dual threat. So um they, they might throw both of them at us uh, at various points in the game. Maybe I think Weegers gets the start and if Weegers struggles they'll throw in glass. Um, I don't think it's like a, a set like uh, what we used to have with Fabian Upshaw already coming in the third series. Right. So, um, so, but uh, my gut tells me we're going to see both guys. Uh, Cody, you want to jump in here and, and add anything to that? Yeah, I guess the only question is, is what was exactly um, Glass's injury that kept him out the past three or four weeks? It, it was a uh, right leg injury. Uh, they didn't specify what exactly it was, but he missed the last two games of EMU season, so um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's like a you know, an ACL or anything. But um, but still, with a mobile with a mobile quarterback, I mean that's that's something to take in consideration. You know, with it being a leg injury, not not an arm or uh, you know a wrist or broken finger or something like that. Obviously, you know, so um, you know maybe if if he has lost even half a step, um, that that's obviously good news for us. Um, 
But, uh, you know, how, how do you think our defense is going to match up, Nick, with, with their offense, like you said? And, and Cody and I agreed when we were talking, you know, they're, they're not flashy. Um, you know, they, they get the job done, but, um, it, you know, it, they, they certainly don't kind of, you know, put up uh, points and bunches and things like that. You know, and as, as you mentioned, the MAC is, is definitely a pass-happy league. Uh, they score a lot of points. Uh, defense isn't always the priority. Um, you know, we've, we've got a really strong defense. So, I mean, how, how do you think our defense will match up? And do you think this will be one of the tougher defenses they'll match up uh, match up against us here? Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Eastern Michigan, they're a Midwestern team. They got a little bit more size up front. Um, and like Southern, we're a typical Southern team. We got a little bit less size, but a little bit more speed on defense. Um, I think we're going to do fine. The, the the running game outside of Mike Glass isn't um, wasn't really productive this year. It's not really their bread and butter. It's um, and I, I think if we you know we shut that down and force them you know to be one dimensional, um, uh, we 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 have guys in our secondary that could uh, make them pay um, uh, as long as the uh, Vildor and and doesn't read too much into his hype and then you know like overlooks EMU. I think we'll be fine. Um, I don't think they have a whole lot of um, speed uh, from the tape that I've watched on the on the outside. Um, they have they have a couple guys like um, Arthur Jackson is pretty good and uh, uh, this guy called uh, Lene Latu is uh, he's like their their deep threat. He averages like 17 yards per reception, but um, I, I, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't expect much out of the EMU's offense. Um, I don't expect them to put up big numbers, but they, you know, they're very opportunistic. If their defense can force turnovers, they were plus 10 in the turnover margin, very similar to us. We were first, they were 10th in the nation. Um, if, if we start to turn the ball over and give them good field position, um, then they'll then they can make us pay. Uh, I think that's uh, what they lean on is the, their defense forcing turnovers. Um, we we have to keep Max Crosby out of the backfield. Um, they also have some uh, like really good safeties, uh, Brody Hoying and uh, Vince Calhoun. They 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 make tackles all over the field. Um, and so uh, I think the key is just like you know keep uh, taking care of the ball like we've done all season. Um, and just uh, and, and like um, taking advantage of their um, their, their subpar uh, run defense, you know. As long as we don't turn the ball too over too much and I give them good field position, I think we'll we'll be fine in that regard. Um, I, I expect maybe an over under of maybe under 50, you know, uh, total right. points in the game. Uh, I don't expect uh, it to be a high scoring affair at all. Right. Um, and, and, and penalties, too, I think is worth mentioning. I mean, obviously, we, you know, mm-hmm. one of the more disciplined teams in the country, uh, you know, how, how do they mm-hmm. look, you know, in, in, in that regard? And, um, you know, what, how will that kind of come into play? Obviously, we want to, um, you know, kind of have those long sustained drives and then not shoot ourselves in the foot, uh, you know, get, get yeah. in kind of third and long and uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's another thing we kind of have the advantage on over them. They, they're a hundred and 20th in uh, penalty yards per game. Uh, they uh, they're in, in uh, the average about like eight eight penalties per game. Uh, while you know we're top 
40, top 30 in most, like, uh, in, in those uh, statistics. Yeah, like, we're, we're 31st in penalties per game and only 26th in the penalty yards per game. So, like, uh, that's another factor that's in our favor is uh, uh, Eastern Michigan. Uh, they do tend to shoot themselves in the foot with uh, penalties from time to time. They, they, they finished the season really strong. Um, they won five of the last six games. Yep. But uh, their wins were against teams yeah, like uh, not not very Kent good State. opponents. Yeah, it was it was yeah, Kent, it was Kent State, Akron, and uh, Central Michigan. I I did the the, the quick yeah. math. I know Cody will appreciate this. <laughs> and, uh, just nine <laughs> nine total combined wins uh, between those three. Yeah. Teams. I mean, obviously, you could say kind of similar things about us with our last two against Coastal and Georgia State. Yeah, uh, but true. Coastal, you know, almost made a bowl. Um, and then, you know, Georgia State's Georgia State. But, um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a- Akron and, uh, you know, Akron's got three wins, Kent's got two, and, and Central Michigan uh, just one win on the season. So not not, yeah. not strong opponents there. Yeah, no, they kind of beat up on the, the lower lower end of the max there to end the season. Um, they did play Buffalo within a touchdown. They played Northern Illinois within a touchdown. But, um, uh, yeah, Outside of the Purdue win, which was before Purdue, I think figured out who they were early in the season. Right. Um, I don't. They don't really have a quality win on on their whole schedule. So uh, it, you take that for what it's worth. Well, like you said, I mean, they they definitely have, and when we mentioned that uh, in the last episode, you know, they they play people close, and like, like you said, with uh, with Buffalo, um, you know, thirty five to twenty eight. And then uh, Northern Illinois, the the MAC champion, twenty six twenty three, what ten ten combined points there, uh, you know, against the the top two teams mm-hmm. in the MAC, um, and then you know played Western Michigan close, uh, uh, lost uh, or or beat Toledo, uh, twenty eight to twenty six, um, you know, beat Ball State pretty easily. I, I know they're not that good, and, you know, that that kind of last stretch of games, uh, like you said, four mm-hmm. out of the last five, with Army being the only loss, that certainly was was uh, far and wide, uh, you know, one of the better teams they played all year. Um, outside of maybe, well, maybe, or, yeah, probably better than Purdue. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they have too many quality wins, um, but you know, they they definitely play people close. So you know, it's it's not a team to mm-hmm. kind of sleep on. Is is I think what 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 Cody and I kind of keep going back. To. Yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, this is going to be. I don't think it's going to be like the the Bowling Green, um, the, the the Go Daddy Bowl a couple years ago. I don't think it's going to be quite like that. I think they. You always figure out a way to to keep it close. Uh, they, you know, in their wins, they never really run away with it. Um, but uh, so I, I expect kind of a it's going to be a, a low scoring kind of defensive match. Uh, maybe we pull away um, later on in the game. Uh, our our offensive line play, I think, is going to be the key to the game um, because uh, it, we've had some really great games out of our offensive line, but then some really poor games as well. And so keeping their defensive line out of our backfield is going to be the key to the game for us on offense. Um, um, if we could find space, um, then I think we can make them pay, but um, it's, 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 I think it's going to be, um, I definitely take, what's the spread at now for this uh, it, it fluctuates every i mean cody do you know yeah. i think it was one i think it's is it plus one now yeah the, yeah, the last i saw was georgia southern minus one right. um i saw where the money line had moved to minus 120 for georgia southern uh-huh. 
and plus 100 for Eastern Michigan. So that had kind of changed quite a bit since uh, yesterday or Saturday. Um, yeah. But I have a follow-up question kind of to what you were just kind of discussing. As far as mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan's front seven, would you say that they're like on par with like a Troy or Arkansas State or App State, or are you thinking that they're kind of athletic-wise nowhere near that type of defensive front? I'd say they're they're probably somewhere in between. I don't know Troy and App State. I'd say uh, in their front seven. Um, the you know Kyle Rakewall, he's really good. He had like nine and a half tackles for loss. Max Crosby's a machine. They have uh, another uh, linebacker, Jalen Pickett. Uh, eight and a half tackles for loss. They they get into opposing teams' backfields uh, with regularity. Uh, so, um, the, I I I can't speak to their athleticism, but I, I assume it's it's pretty decent if they if they could beat you know teams like Purdue earlier in the season or uh, keep up with like the San Diego State and take them to overtime on the road. Um, they're their two safeties, Hoying and Calhoun, are, are ball hawks. Um, Hoying kind of plays uh, almost like the similar role to what Jay Bowdry does in our defense, where he used to be a safety, he got moved up to the anchor or dog, um, and um, he, he could, you know, kind of he gets he comes up into the box to support the run a lot. Um, and he he gets into the backfield a lot, so um, they they like to put a lot of pressure on opposing teams' quarterbacks. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of similar to Troy. Troy has a really good front seven. App State's got a really good front seven, and they, they it's very similar to those two uh, teams in our conference uh, in that regard because um, I don't know they 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 just do. Um, I, Chris Creighton is um, is a defensive mind. He's a you know, and he likes to put pressure on the opposing teams' backfields. And so uh, that's something at times we've had success at and times we've struggled at. Uh, so, you know, finally I, I wanted, you know, at least when we're focusing on, on the game, we need to talk about uh, special teams, you know, that obviously something that mm-hmm. is sometimes overlooked. But, um, you know, I think, you know, it, it seems like we certainly have the advantage there, uh, you know, with uh, their their kicker. He's, he's uh, just – um, 60% uh, on the year for uh, field goals, 12 for 20. Um, he is perfect on extra point. But, uh, you know, how, how do they kind of look on um, on special teams, uh, you know, with with return game and, and coverage and then also the, their kicking game, you know, compared to, to Tyler Bass and, and Wesley Candy and, and some of the weapons that we have? Yeah, we, um, we definitely have the uh, advantage when it comes to field goal kicking. Uh, their, their, their kicker... Chad Ryland, he's 12 for 20 uh, on field goals this year. While you know Tyler Bass, he's he was like a Luke Rosa semifinalist. So, so um, I, if it comes down to a close game, we definitely have the edge there. Uh, if it's a it's basically a toss up game right now according to Vegas, and so if it, if it comes down to it, we definitely have the advantage there. I saw that uh, video Tyler Bass posted this week where he was hitting a 60 yarder. Um, so uh, you know that's really good. Their their punter. Um, Jake Julian is he's, he's he's pretty good, you know. He's um, probably got the edge of her Bowerly in that regard. But um, in terms of like returners, um, uh, Eastern Michigan doesn't have a guy like we have in uh, Wesley Kennedy. Wesley Kennedy, and if this is really what we expected to be a, a close kind of a three yards in a cloud of dust old right. school football game, we're gonna need. Um, uh, field position is going to be huge. And so uh, I think Wesley Kennedy 
it can really, you know, swing the game uh, if, if he gets uh, one or two decent returns. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I've been on uh, the Wesley Kennedy, Kennedy bandwagon since the beginning because uh, I think uh, he, he just brings a different dimension to our uh, offense and special teams that yeah. uh, uh, other guys can't bring. You know, he's just, he's just special. Uh, you know, he kind of jumps off the screen. So uh, I think he's going to play a big factor on Saturday. Yeah, and and definitely, I mean, you know, he certainly has had those flashes, and I mean, Cody, and I have talked you know extensively about it that that he's he's certainly our our, our best playmaker. I think I think that's that's safe to say him and Shy, but um, with uh, you know still kind of waiting for that breakout game. I mean, he hasn't hasn't had a return uh, touchdown this year. I don't think right and. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, I mean, you know, maybe, uh, and then same with punts. So, I mean, maybe, maybe this is the game where he gets that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's due. Uh, you know, the, the games where the best works him into the offense, you could, yeah. you know, we, you could see how, how well we do. And then there's other games where the best doesn't work him into the offense at all. And we're like, what happened? <laughs> right. So, um, hopefully, uh, you know, he gets at least, I like to put a number, like at least 10 touches uh, all around you know, and get them incorporated because um, uh, if you're not using them, it's kind of like a sin <laughs> right, <laughs> to, right. to not give a guy that good uh, some touches. So, well, you, you um, mentioned, yeah, I, I think you can. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, well, you, you mentioned the play calling. I mean, I think that that's worth bringing up is, you know, it was getting a little concerning there, right? Uh, you know, kind of in the yeah. the mid, you know, second half of the season, um, you know, you had the Texas State game, you had ULM and, and Troy, and then, uh, kind of, kind of a different play calling in in, uh, in the final two games of the season uh, with with Coastal and Georgia State. So with State, you know, we were passing a lot more, and uh, you know, certainly had had the dive working more. And it seems like you know we we kind of live or die by that, you know, to get get that established and and grind it out and then hit them over the top. But I mean, um, what? How do you see the best attacking this uh, Eastern Michigan team? Yeah, I, I was there for the the Georgia State game at uh, Turner Field, and uh, uh, the the Southern fans were getting a little restless in the first half because it seemed like the best he gets into these uh, these modes where he's just in love with the dive, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, we were going for the dive on like a third and long, and uh, we probably could have used something else. But then the second half hit, and then he started to stretch the field. You could see the long bombs, and it was like, okay, here, you know, we got to stretch the secondary out. I we we got to do. I mean, their EMU's pass defense is really tough. So um, I, I expect us to kind of lean heavily on the dive again. And they have they have good safeties and good linebackers that could uh, possibly shut down the outside. So um, we're 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 gonna have to establish the dive early, um, and then maybe lull them into like a, a false sense of security like we usually do, and then like hit them over the top because. Uh, we got to bring those safeties up into the box um, because otherwise uh, a conventional, conventional passing attacks, they're like fifth in the country in uh pass defense. So they're, they're, they're really tough to throw on. Um, but you know, the, the way Georgia Southern does it is we kind of lull teams in a sense of security and false sense of security and then um, hit them over the top. Like we did in the Georgia state game. Um, the, the, I I like to see a little bit more variety, a little bit of not just heavily lean on the dive the entire time, but um, 
Uh, so it, it depends on what the you know what EMU is giving us. So. Um, well, you you mentioned the quick uh, linebackers, but I mean, like like we said, I mean they they struggle against Army. You know, obviously getting the outside with with that pitch play, um, you know, mm-hmm. could could be a big factor because I mean it's it's one thing to kind of. Mm-hmm cover you know lateral movement there but when you when you have the pitch man it's a completely different animal um you know to, yeah. to be disciplined and then um and you know play, play the man there and uh so i mean that that certainly could be a factor yeah so i i mean if uh they're, they're really good at getting like i said um you know max crosby could be a big uh big factor there he could get into the backfield and we might need to uh bounce it outside to kind of get around them um so um, well, we'll see how much speed uh, they really have at, at linebacker and safety. Um, on, on we don't really typically see MAC teams as having a lot of uh, team speed. That's what you know teams down south like to say is like we we've got the speed. The, the Midwestern teams they, they, they've got the size, you know. Right. And so um, uh, we could definitely use that to our advantage. Maybe a little bit more dis- misdirection. Um, look at you know we work to, to our advantage, but um, I could definitely see uh, us using a lot of uh, the outside pitch. Um, uh, Shy Wirtz, uh, you know, is we're gonna need a big game from him to 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 be Eastern Michigan. So um, I, I I have faith in the best. I think he, he's he's done a great job this year on balance. We we won nine games, so it's it's much better to be. Uh, Complain nitpicking when we're nine and three than uh, where we were last year. So, yeah. Cody, you got anything? No, I think I think that's it. All right, cool, man. Um, well, yeah, we we appreciate you being on, and um, and yeah, I mean, are are you gonna make it out to the game? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually gonna be covering the game for Forgotten Five. He's oh, nice. Champagne. Um, yeah, I just got the the press credentials approved today, so I'll I'll be up there in the press box. Uh, Very cool. And so, um, yeah, I'll be down there, and uh, you know, uh, it, it's a pleasure uh, y'all having me on. Um, I'm a big fan of the pod, like I said. So, uh, are you, you guys going down there? Uh, I'm gonna try to make it up. Yeah, it's it's a seven hour drive for me from Orlando, but uh, oh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna try try my best. I already got the hotel booked and everything. Working on getting the tickets, and uh, you know, missed missed 2015, so so didn't want to miss this. Cody. Yeah. Cody, what about you? Is, is the 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 family thing still happening? The Christmas get together? Yes, yes. Christmas is still happening, so unfortunately, I'll have to watch it on ESPN. But but I'll still be watching it, and I'll still be rooting for us. But yeah, Nick, thank you. Thanks again for coming on. Um, we certainly do appreciate it. And one more time, so that we all know where we can find your uh, your great work um, covering uh, Georgia Southern football. Yeah, you could uh, read my uh, my articles at Eagle Creek champagne.com uh it's the 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 georgia southern branch of forgotten5.com um uh you know it is a pleasure uh, y'all having me on and uh go eagles and uh hopefully we get this win on saturday well then nick nick real quick uh just tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself i mean you're, you're alumni obviously right yeah well i i graduated from uh georgia southern in 08 you know, I wrote for the George Ann for a little bit. I remember actually covering uh, Cole Swindell when he was a pitcher on the baseball team a couple times, you know. Uh, I wrote for a, a short time there. Currently, uh, I'm just uh, – I'm actually a teacher at Druid Hills High School. So oh, gotcha. I teach economics. And I – yeah, I, I write on the side, you know. So, you know, uh, last year, we got in five. Uh, the owner, Dr. Nick Lewis, he, 
he approached me, you know, and I was like, yeah, I, I like to write, and I love my university. I love college football. I think I'm a huge sports fan, and I think college football is, like, probably the best sport on earth, you know. <laughs> and so um, I, he just gave me the opportunity to write, and I, I just uh, kind of, you know, I like to do it on the side and, and contribute what I can contribute. You know, I, I think you guys figured it out that Georgia Southern, for whatever reason, we have a huge internet presence and we're di- they're dying for content out there, yeah. Eagle fans. And yeah. so if you provide that content, they'll eat it up like piranhas. Uh, so um, that, that is what I like to do. And um, whenever I get a chance, when, uh, when I'm not um, lesson planning or, or teaching and I get a little time to myself, uh, I like to, you know, uh, write an article about Georgia Southern football, you know, so, and the, the response has been great ever since I started. So it, um, I, I have nothing uh, but great things to say about Eagle Nation. Thanks for like, uh, you know, supporting my writing. <laughs> I didn't expect, uh, you know, the, the the response I've gotten so far. It's, yeah, it's no, really it's, it's, great. it's great. And I mean, that's, I mean, Cody and I, you know, say that every episode that, you know, like you said, I mean, we, uh, Eagle Nation loves, you know, they, they eat up the content, like you said. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we identified that, you know, a podcast was one of the things that Eagle Nation was missing. Um, you know, obviously now there is a little mm-hmm. bit more competition out there, but, um, you know, we're doing it as fans. Yeah. And that, that's one of the things that I know uh, you are, you know, uh, obviously there's other media that uh, out there, you know, with some more news and, and the Herald and all that, that's, that's covering the yeah. team, but to do it, um, you know, as media, but also as a fan and bring that perspective to it, um, you know, I think is, is really important. So like, we, we, we really appreciate uh, your work, you know, as, as fans. And, 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 you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do as well is just provide that, that kind of perspective and, and, you know, tell it like it is, um, but also kind yeah. of tell it through, um, you know, a, a fan's perspective and, and kind of the, yeah. the Navy blue tinted glasses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, uh, up until the season, there were like no podcasts, and then you guys showed up, and then Savannah News started doing theirs, and then yeah. I think uh, the athletic department put out their own, and so it's like, yeah, I think we're starting to realize that there's this uh, this hunger for content out there, and you know, you can just go onto Twitter and you see that I I don't know what it is. I'm still trying to figure out the reason why there, there's such a great Eagle Nation presence on Twitter. Maybe it's the IT department we got down there in Statesboro. But, you know, even, like, schools that are peers, like App State, you know, like the guys who are on your podcast. Black and gold, yeah. Uh, we were throwing the hate their way, but the App State presence wasn't, you know, as strong uh, throwing it back at our face. And so, uh, you know, it's just uh, – it, it, it really goes to show you how great Eagle Nation is and how rabid the fan base is. And – I think the uh, people around the country start to realize uh, we got something special down here. So yeah, absolutely, and, and hopefully we'll see that. Um, you know, Saturday in Montgomery, hopefully they show up and show out um, out there. You know, with with uh, the alumni, you know, close by in Atlanta, and and you know, people kind of coming from all over. Hopefully we'll have a big crowd. Certainly, uh, you know, expecting to have you know a, a ton more fans than probably Eastern Michigan will. Yeah, uh, yeah, and shout out to Cole Swindell for uh, providing those buses, uh, yeah, and, and Chad Lunsford, of course, too, for footing the bill. So, and uh, I think we're gonna have a good, uh, uh, good representation in uh, Montgomery on Saturday. Uh, so, sounds great. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, um, yeah, th- thanks again for being on. Uh, we'll we'll definitely kind of maybe touch base 
uh, in the future and do this again. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Nate. All right. So again, uh, we, we definitely send our thanks to Nick for uh, taking time out to be on the show. Um, you know, re- just really good insight there, Cody. Yeah, definitely really good insight. And again, just a, just a wonderful guest that we've had on the show and can't thank him enough for uh, him uh, taking his time out of his day to come on. So now um, let's, you know, you and I just talk a little bit about this game and, and, and how you think it's going to go. I mean, we heard Nick, uh, you know, go, really in depth with, you know, what, uh, what he thought and, and kind of breaking down some of those uh, individual matchups, um, which was, uh, you know, great to hear and, and getting, you know, a, a fresh uh, perspective there. Um, but, you know, we've, we've kind of chatted off air, Cody, um, you know, this, again, this, this isn't the matchup people were expecting it is the matchup we got. Uh, certainly don't want to take this Eastern Michigan team for granted. Um, as, as we mentioned, they are hungry. Um, and, and as Nick said, this, this is their Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, we, and frankly, we have to approach it that way too. Um, you know, just our, our second bowl ever, uh, want to improve to 10, 10 and, uh, three on the season. Um, you know, get, get that elusive 10th win, uh, first time in, uh, our, uh, history of FBS. Um, and, uh, and also go two and O in, in bowl games, uh, which, which would be huge. So, uh, uh, can't can't take this team lightly and and, and got to come to play. What what do you think about uh, this Eastern Michigan team? Yeah, they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a tough matchup. Um, I know that they they're kind of like us in in the sense of they're not a sexy football team, right? They're not like how Bowling Green was in in twenty fifteen. You know, the the team that pretty much led just about every offensive category in football. Um, this is very much a blue collar team, a team that. Lunsford himself has tried to make Georgia Southern out to be. Um, this is going to be a, a team that's going to grind it out. You know, when we get into that fourth quarter, whether we're up seven, down seven, or if they're, you know, within 10 points or whatever, they're, they're not going to be out of, you know, they're not going to be intimidated or they're not going to be scared or they're not going to be um, panicking at that point because this is pretty much how they played football all season. If you looked at all their games, outside of really the army game and they've it's always been close matchups and really that army game was pretty close as well um so this is a tough opponent this is a a grinded out team um they make really all their opponents kind of play play that style of football and uh it's it's just you know you kind of look at certain matchups and you kind of look at our team versus their team you think man we should really have the the more athletic team the faster team and it really probably shouldn't be all that close, but I think if you take that mindset, you're going to be really surprised at the at the outcome of this football game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you certainly can't can't take any team lightly that's that's that hungry that wants it that uh you know that much. I mean, we we kind of touched on it last week with uh you know a lot of these MAC teams kind of feel like they're too good for some of these, you know, Sun Belt affiliated bowls. Um, you know, you've you had Bowling Green, uh, you know, give us a lot of grief of why are we playing Georgia Southern uh, when when they won the MAC there in 2015. Um, we all know how that went. Uh, you know, you're already hearing stuff on Twitter from from Buffalo about having to play Troy. Um, and you know, I, I I think I think the Sun Belt, uh, you know, not to get off topic, I think the Sun Belt will do really well in their bowl matchups. Um, they they could, you know, potentially, you know, I'm not sure about that Nevada Arkansas State matchup, but um, you know, I, 
I, I think they could potentially sweep, uh, you know, maybe. So um, that that certainly will be interesting to see. But uh, with with this game, yeah, I mean, on on paper, I think I think we're going to be more athletic than them. I think, you know, speed, especially on defense, is going to be something that they haven't seen kind of all year, especially in the secondary. Um, you know, they, they definitely like to throw the ball. They don't throw the ball as well as, uh, you know, as Nick mentioned, some of the other teams um, in in the MAC, uh, like uh, like Buffalo. Um, they're not going to light up the scoreboard on on offense. It's going to be kind of one of those grinded out. It's not going to be a, a sexy game, frankly. You know, it, you know outside looking in, um, it's going to be uh, just kind of a, a blue-collar, smash-mouth uh, game, I think. But I, I, I think that plays in our favor. Obviously, we, we talked, uh, you know, extensively about – them, you know, struggling a little bit against the run. Um, and I think the way we run the football, um, not just how effective it is, but, but our scheme and, uh, you know, with, with, uh, uh, mixing of different formations and misdirection and certainly pitch plays and things like that, I think is going to kind of, you know, confuse and, and cause, uh, cause havoc for the, for that Eastern Michigan defense, Cody. Yeah, I think it should, let's just say that it should, right. But this is a, you know, this is a team that's had two plus weeks to prepare for us. Um, I'm sure that their, you know, coaching staff has gone through all of the game film that they can possibly get their hands on in regards to our offensive scheme, and you know they will have a a really good game plan as to how to stop our. our well, we know what happened last attack. time. A team had two weeks to prepare for us in ULM. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so you had the ULM, and then. You know that'll be probably tape that they'll definitely go over, and then you'll see probably Troy, because um, that was another game in which they kind of really kind of shut us down there. So, you know, this it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting matchup um, because they'll they'll be defensively sound and they'll have a game plan as far as how to how to attack us. And on top of that, you know, they have seen uh, a, a version of the triple option with with Army. Um, of course, it's not what we run, but but again, you know, this this will not be the first time that they've gone up against an option team. So they'll know that they need to play discipline football. They need to play assignment football. Because if they don't, you know, they'll get they'll get beat, you know, pretty pretty easily. Um, so I think this will. I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup in the sense of how does how does the best. Uh, counterpunch them after he sees what they throw at him in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's going to come down to the second half. Um, with that, let's let's go ahead and get into predictions, Cody, because um, that's that's kind of where where I'm headed. Is with you know, I I think this this could be kind of a back and forth. Uh, you know, maybe ugly at times, especially on offense. Uh, maybe for both teams uh, in the first half. And I think that the the key is going to be, um, you know, how. How much push our, our offensive line can get, um, you know, as, as Nick mentioned, uh, you know, when they're on, they're really on. Um, but, you know, frankly, they've, they've been off several games and we've seen what happened. Uh, you know, we've uh, certainly won some of those games like Texas State, uh, but have uh, lost, uh, you know, handily in some of those games like ULM um, and, and even Troy. So, you know, it's th- that's going to be a key, but it, but definitely those second half matchups. And, and like you said, seeing how the best attacks this defense and and I think you know as we said I, I have confidence in, in that man and that you know I, I know um that he'll 
you know, probably even if it, if it looks, you know, like we're sticking with a dive early and maybe we have a couple three and outs. Um, I, I think you'll, you'll see the playbook open up a little bit and kind of lull them to sleep. Uh, try to hit that play over the top, you know, hit a Darian Anderson, something like that. Um, and you know, I, I, I think it could, could be very similar, honestly, to, um, to the 2015 bowl game, uh, where, you know, it, it was kind of sloppy at first, uh, you know, it, it, you know, at halftime, uh, certainly at the end of the first quarter, um, didn't, didn't look very promising for Georgia Southern. And then we all know, uh, what happened with that, that huge, uh, second half, obviously again, um, you know, the big boost from, uh, Fabian Upshaw coming in. Um, but I, I, I think it, I think it might be something similar to that where it's kind of a, a back and forth sloppy game to start. Um, and then you see us kind of open things up, uh, their defense kind of wear down in the second half. And, you know, maybe we win, uh, by, you know, two scores, uh, you know, maybe not three, uh, but, um, but, you know, I, th- I think we kind of pull away late. Uh, how about you, Cody? Yeah. So you mentioned the, the kind of the, the big play, the, the play action to, you know, either Anderson or Ransom or maybe even Richardson, which yeah. man, I'm get, hoping get, get another two touchdown game for of, him. I think Richardson. Yeah. I think yep. Richardson can actually be a key here in this game because he, he may be somebody that they may not particularly key on and, and he may have a big game, but if you, I, I, they don't, they don't have much um, game tape, at least that you could pull from ESPN, but I was able to go back and at least watch part of that Kent state game that they had and Kent State seemed to have some a little bit of success in, in doing that play action. Um, for those who don't know much about Kent State, uh, they have a quarterback named Woody Barrett that used to be either a four or five star recruit that went to Auburn, transferred to Auburn, went to JUCO, then now he's at Kent State. Um, but they kind of do like a, a RPO style type offense, and and their secondary kind of bit on on their on their on their run pass option and and kind of left the deep routes available um, to, to hit. And if you go back and look at the Army game, again, Army also had success as far as throwing the deep ball in that game. I think they had one or two touchdown passes that way. So if we can extend that out and, and really use that and really make them bite on on the dive play and we can get Anderson or Ransom or Richardson or, or Kennedy, someone, someone down the field deep, um, or fields gonna, get, get Wesley well Fields involved think, on that on that wheel know, route because yeah, I mean, we we, we yeah. saw that work early against Troy exactly um, and and yeah that's that's gonna be the thing I, I think I think you'll actually see a, a pretty good passing day from uh, from Shy Words you know I, I think even even if it mostly comes in the second half after we kind of get them to you know. Um, you know, bite up on the line and, and, you know, we hit him over the top, we hit him on the wheel route, we hit him on, um, you know, like, like you said, Richardson kind of over the middle, um, on like a go route. I think, I think that's going to be a, you know, huge, huge matchup to kind of look for, uh, with, with the wide receivers and tight end, um, and even, even pass catching running backs in this game. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. And, uh, but to me, as much as we can, you know, talk and talk and talk about the offense and how they definitely, you know, how they have to get going. Um, to me, my opinion on this game is really our defense. This is not an offense that really overly kind of scares me in the in the terms of maybe like an Arkansas State or Troy or App State or Clemson or ULM even. Um, so if our defense comes to play. I find it very hard for that team or for Eastern Michigan to score yeah. 
more than two touchdowns against us. I really, I really don't see them doing that. Um, I really don't see them scoring three touchdowns or more against us at all, unless we just have a horrendous if turn, day. If we turn, yeah, if um, we turn the ball over, which turnovers, we've yeah, done very little of all season with only five fumbles and no interceptions. Ex- yeah, um, but you know anything can happen. So I mean, I'm sure you know that's going to be one of the storylines coming in that they're going to play up on ESPN and. Um, you know, it, 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 it could happen. You know, we, we, we could throw a pick or two. We could fumble the ball a couple of times. You know, we could have a uncharacteristic day, but you know, I, I think that would, that certainly would have to kind of factor it. You know, it, it, like you said, if, if they get multiple scores, I think they're going to need, uh, you know, not necessarily like pick sixes or like a fumble recovery for a touchdown, but certainly plays like that to set them up um, with really good field position to get get points. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, I just it, to, to me, this team almost and, and that to say that they're as bad as this team, but they almost the kind of the way that they play is yeah. almost a little bit of UMass, right? Big line, big guys, not fast guys, but big offense, defensive lines. They have two decent quarterbacks, one that's more mobile than the other. The other one's a pocket passer, and then they have a decent receiver. Um, I don't think their receiver is as good as Andy Isabella, and they have a halfway decent run game. It's not flashy or exciting, but it's there, and, and they can score points off of it. I don't want to overlook them, but at the same time, I look at this matchup, and I think we should win this game, and we should and we should win it. I don't want to say comfortably, but we should have the confidence that yeah, we should I, really I agree. Lose this I, and like I said, I think I think it will take a little bit. You know, I, I don't think you're going to see us jump out to a 21 point lead or anything like that. Um, it would be great. It would be great. It'd but be I, nice I just I don't did. see it. I, I I honestly think it will be a little bit like Bowling Green. Obviously, they had a much better offense. Um, so you know they they jumped out on us. Um, I, I think you know maybe it's a. 10-7 game or something like that at half, uh, you know, may, maybe like 14-10, 14-3, something like that, and, and then we kind of pull away. Um, you know, it, like I said, it's certainly barring, uh, you know, stupid penalties and, and things like that that we haven't done all year or turning the ball over, which we've done very little of all year. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's pretty low scoring for the the first half and probably the entire game, um, you know, from, from – their standpoint and then from us i think we just kind of pull away there in the second half uh get get some of those over the pass uh over the top passes working um and then i think their defense will finally uh you know wear down and uh you know with the assignment football and stuff uh i think you'll kind of see like that that army game and just just kind of just wear them down and um, put some points on the board then hit them with a pass and you know kind of knock out blow so um yeah i i you know i i think we could win by you know a, a at least two scores um you know may, maybe three um so what's 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 your score prediction Cody? see you brought up see i could see it anywhere from us winning two to three scores and also us winning on a last second field goal um right which like we said the special teams yeah. certainly can't overlook that and and we without question of all three phases in the matchup that is the one where i feel like we dominate 
Um, you know, not obviously just with a kicking game uh, with Tyler Bass and, you know, certainly uh, outside of field goals and extra points, uh, you know, just just pinning them deep. I mean, he's done that all year uh, with, you know, the the touchback. So, I mean, that's field position is going to be huge. Um, punting game, like Nick said, maybe they have a little bit of leg up, uh, you know, on us there. But with uh, with our return game, I, you know, I, I think you could get some big returns from Wesley Kennedy. That sets us up. Maybe if we are starting slow on offense, uh, that kind of sparks us, even if, uh, you know, even if we only need one or two first downs to get a field goal, um, you know, they're they're in the first half um, that that obviously gets us on the board and, and, and that can kind of get get things going and open it up where our offense settles in and and, uh, you know, just kind of grinds it out and, um, you know, starts getting hitting well, those big here's plays something that we haven't talked about. And I kind of wish we brought this up with Nick because it just kind of hit me. How does having a first year coach in Lunsford? How well do you think he's going to be prepared for a bowl game and everything that comes along with bowl week and making sure the team stays focused? I mean, he was here in 15, so he saw what worked. I mean, obviously that was a situation where uh, we had lost our head coach, and you know, the week or week or two before, uh, and Willie Fritz. Um, obviously, we know what happened in the last game of the regular season there with Georgia State, um, and you know, I, I think he kind of saw what Del McGee did obviously and you know and and what worked and and what didn't like i said we you know started that game uh you know kind of sloppy um but the the adjustments in that game were just great and uh, you know i i think uh that's something we've seen all season with this team um you know he relies on his coordinators he relies on his assistants um and i think i think they'll come through i think scott sloan and and the best um you know they've they've been here um you know sloan with with app state has been in bowl games obviously uh you know the best has been uh in a lot of bowl games so i i think he'll kind of lean on them uh, you know, for, for, for confidence and, and, and for guidance, frankly, in, in, in certain scenarios, um, you know, just, just like he did with the uh, best in Arkansas state with a reverse play. I, hopefully it doesn't come to something like that. Um, you know, where, where it takes a huge play to, to seal the game. But um, I, I think, I think that's where, that's what he's done all year. Um, it, you know, just kind of rely on his, on his staff. Um, you know, if, if it is a close game, you know, that's, that's where it's going to get interesting. Cause, cause like we said, their, their coach Creighton, I mean, he's, he's really good. He's, I, I think he's, he's kind of one of those, you know, coaches that are kind of waiting in their wings and, and certainly will get, get opportunities for probably bigger, um, you know, uh, maybe P5 school down the road, um, you know, kind of like, uh, PJ Fleck did. Um, you know, I mean, he's Eastern Michigan used to, I think it was Nick that said it, they used to be the laughing stock of, of college football. I mean, they, they were a really, really bad team for a long time and he's, he's turned them around in, in you know, a short amount of time. So, um, the coaching matchup will be interesting in this, um, as we've talked about before, we haven't played great outside of, you know, we, we certainly got better, um, at the tail end of the season with the final two games, but we, you know, collectively haven't played the best on the road this year. Obviously this is technically a road game. Um, I think like the Georgia state game, we're going to have, uh, you know, at least twice the crowd, probably three or four or five times the crowd that Eastern Michigan has. So that hopefully will be a factor and the, the team will, you know, feed off of that, the juice, like we've all, you know, talked about, um, that that's going to be really interesting, Cody. Is 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 that coaching matchup? But I, I I think the players, you know, as much as we talked about, 
Eastern Michigan of this being their Super Bowl and, and that whole thing, there's a lot to play for for us too, yeah. right? I mean, this isn't, you know, we're not Auburn playing in the Peach Bowl and we didn't get in the playoff and we're playing UCF, and I, I don't buy that whole argument. But, you know, I, you can't make that for us. Like, this, we, 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 you know, we were 2-10 and 10 last year. Um you know, uh, five and seven the year before, uh, we're, we're getting back on the right track. We want to end the year and, and do something that, you know, those, those Fritz teams didn't do, um, you know, and, and, and get that 10th win and, uh, you know, send the seniors out, uh, like Wesley Fields have just been through all that, you know, through the summer's years and then through, uh, you know, the, you know, some, some, some of the Fritz, uh, tenure. So, send those guys out on a winning note. There, there's plenty to play for for us too. So I, I think, I think Lunsford will have this team ready. Okay. Well, I think I think we've we've kind of stalled long enough. So I guess we probably need to to, to say what we think the score is going to be. Like I said, I think to me the biggest question is 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 our offense and and, and can can we score? I think our defense kind of shuts this their offense down. Um, I agree with you. First half will be close. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 13-10, 10-7, 7-3, something along those lines. Um, and Do we break 30 is the question, Cody, because we know how, yeah, how uh, we know. Our, our win percentage when we, yeah, when we score 30 we're, more we're, points. I think this this year we're undefeated when we, when we break 30 points. And, of course, overall it's like something unreal, like 95, 98%, something like that. Um, I think we do. I think you kind of see us kind of wear it down third, fourth quarter, um, and we do. I think the score ends up being somewhere around 31 to 30, like 31, 34 points is what we get, and that uh, we hold Eastern Michigan probably somewhere in the 13 to 17 point range. Yep, I, I was I was thinking that too. I think, yeah, I think this is like a, I think this is like a 10, 10, uh, 13, 10 in our favor game at half, um, and I think we we pull away in the second half, hit some big plays. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say we, I'll do, I'll do 28, I'll do 28, um, 28, 17, I'll do 28, 17, um, might, might, might get to, to 31, 31, 17. I, I don't see them, uh, getting more than 20 points. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be really surprised. And we, we honestly, I think we'll be in trouble if they score, um, you know, more than, than 20 or, or, or 25 points. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I know we talked about this with Nick um, in regards to kind of how their, their offensive and defensive line play is. Um, but, and maybe it was just me, but, man, I was kind of surprised to hear him say that defensive front seven is similar to or comparable to App State or Troy. I, I did too. Um, I, 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 yeah. Because I, I just, I don't, I don't see, I mean, we, we saw what happened against Bowling Green. I think this is, I think this is a better you know, defensive team than that Bowling Green team. Um, I certainly don't think their offense is anywhere close to the same level. Um, but yeah, I just I don't see that. Man, I I, I really don't. I I mean, I I said it last week. I I don't I don't think the Mac is is that good. I really don't, like they they just haven't impressed me from the games I've watched. You know, the midweek games, the um, you know, the 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 bowl matchups uh, that you know the, that the Sunbelt teams have, have faced them in, you know, they, uh, you know, Sunbelt was, was once, you know, kind of looked at as, as the bottom 
uh, bottom tier of uh, the group of five. I don't think that's the case anymore. I, I think you could make an argument that that's the Mac. And, uh, you know, that's not to say that they don't have good teams. Um, that's not to say that Eastern Michigan's, uh, you know, terrible. I mean, they beat a Purdue team that beat Ohio State. They can beat, you know, any team can win any game Saturday. But I just, yeah, I, I think I think this is going to be the most, I think we're going to be the most athletic team they, or at least one of the most athletic teams that they see all season. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I just, uh, I think what that, that holds me back on even a, even a more bolder prediction for this bowl score is just, I just don't want to be too overconfident, right? You know, yeah. you look at it and you're like, man, I think we should. I mean, I'll you tell know. you, my, my overconfidence score is 34-10. Or, or no, 30, 37. I was thinking about 37-10 would be my, my overconfidence <laughs> I was score, thinking mine was right? more like 38-7 to 7 or 38-3, to 3, yeah. something like that would be my, would be, if you were to really ask me, like, uh, you know, no reservations, what you really think, how we're going to do, that's, that's what I would say. Because their offense just not impressed me at all. And I think our defense can shut them down. And if we're constantly going, if they're constantly going three and out, three and out, and we're getting the ball on offense, you know, over and over again, we're just going to wear them down. And I just see it's just, you know, just, you know, eventually, it may not be in the first half, but definitely by that second half, we're, we're putting the game away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for them, I think their key to victory is going to be uh, like the Texas State game, right? They're just going to have to take away that dive play. Um, you know, have nothing else really work. Um, like we said, if, if they could get some turnovers, um, that will certainly help them. Um, but yeah, they, they haven't put up a ton of points this year. I think, you know, the time of possession is going to come into play and they're not going to get a lot of chances for their offense to, you know, get points and shine. And I, I think that's going to be an issue. You know, they're, they're, they're not one of those high powered, uh, you know, Mac offenses that you're used to seeing um in a buffalo or a, a western michigan or a toledo you know you, you've seen toledo in the past you know put up like big 12 numbers right where you know they're scoring 50 points a game that's not this eastern michigan team so they're the, the the key for them is to make it as ugly and, and and sloppy as possible frankly um and uh you know just grind out uh you know a, a close win under 20 points yep and you know they may have the blue collar mentality but but so do we um so even if they try Absolutely. to grind it out we can grind it out i think better than they can um and we'll still you know put some points up on the board and and and, and win this football game um so man i hope i hope we get it man that 10th win that bowl victory that would be that would be huge uh for this program Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, so yeah, Cody, um, I guess, you know, closing out, I, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to end this without mentioning, um, you know, and, and, and Nick, uh, mentioned it briefly, uh, but just, you know, we, we've talked all year about the job coach Lunsford has done. We can't talk enough about it. Right. But some of these other things that, you know, kind of go unnoticed or, you know, we don't always get to, um, you've got the bus that he's, you know, fronting the money for. And then you've got, uh, you know, they're uh, adding on tickets to that, you know, for the students coming from Statesboro, uh, Southern Exchange Company, which we both love, Cody, or, you know, throwing in shirts for the students. Then you got Cole Swindell coming on board. 
and uh you know saying that you know let's fill out that bus i'll get another bus ends up going from atlanta after you know several requests on twitter uh to do that for the students that are you know home for the holidays and uh you know he um he's headed to the game cole swindell said you know he hasn't made a game all year i've uh, been wanting to so he's uh and, and the funny thing is you know earlier we were kind of when it was uh, just strictly projections on bowl games, we were hoping for the New Orleans Bowl, you know, before it was officially announced that the the winner of the uh, conference championship game would be in that. Because he's he's playing that, right? I mean, that that's another thing that would have, would have got fans down. He's uh, playing a um, concert the the night before there in New Orleans. Um, so, you know, I I wasn't sure if he'd be able to make it. I didn't know if he might be obligated to. Uh, be, you know, stay for the New Orleans Bowl, or maybe they have him singing the national anthem or something like that, obviously the same day as our game. Um, and, you know, unless unless you take a you know private jet or something, I don't see how you can make both work. But um, so really cool, uh, just really cool from, from our head coach and our, our most uh, famous alumni uh, to, you know, just uh, – show show their their true blue spirit you know and and just put it out there and that's that's what it's all about and we've seen stuff all year on twitter with lunsford helping you know different crews and helping away crews uh and bands and stuff uh you know uh pull up flooring on the field and push carts up hills i mean it's just you can't say enough about both those guys cole swindell and and uh, coach lunsford. Oh, no you definitely can't and i'll start with coach lunsford first it definitely shows his servant leadership style that he has um and he definitely you know as the old saying goes he puts his money where his mouth is and you know he stepped up and said hey look i'll, I'll send a, a bus out um to get the students you know from statesboro to and from um the bowl game and you know with help from the i think it's the eagle alumni or eagle football alumni association the efaa i think they helped with the tickets for that bus yep. um so that's awesome, you know, on their part. Um, the cool thing is, is that we're doing this this recording on uh, Monday night. Um, so it was Monday afternoon that they stated that the, the Cole Swindell bus from Atlanta was official. And, uh, Matt, I just saw on our Twitter account that that bus is already filled up. Um, awesome. So, That's so it so didn't cool. even. I hope, hopefully, they get a second one. Hopefully, they get a second one and a third one, and bring as many students as possible. I mean, it's it's just so so cool. Yeah, to see. it is. It's it's awesome. Um, so, you know, I think I think we're gonna bring a, a pretty massive crowd. I know we've already sold out the parking um, allotment that we have. I think last time I heard, we um, had sold over half of our tickets that were allotted to us. Um, for this bowl game so you know i can't unfortunately my wife and i will not be able to come um but we will uh hopefully be able to watch and see a huge crowd on espn and um hopefully have that place rocking uh just like it would be if that game was in paulson absolutely and i, I can't wait to go up there i you know I was kind of fighting back and forth on whether or not I wanted to go, uh, you know, with, without you going, Cody, and, and, you know, some some of our other, uh, you know, Atlanta area friends, uh, you know, also having, uh, you know, prior obligations, not being able to go. 
I'm, I'm kind of riding solo for this one. Just, you know, going up there, long, long trip from Orlando. But like I said, missing, missing the 2015 game. I wanted to make it up there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really am. I mean, I know, I know some people, uh, like, like we said, wasn't the, the first choice for, for, for this bowl or for the location of it. But, um, I'm excited. Gonna you know check out some things uh, in Montgomery and maybe like the Rosa Parks Museum and things like that. And uh, you know that that downtown uh, Riverwalk area looks pretty nice. Like uh, that's and and that's what it's about, right? It's just kind of make make the most of of these opportunities and and just kind of go and, and enjoy it and and be with be with Eagle Nation. And you know we're as as Coach Lunsford always says, you know we're we're gonna show up and we're gonna show out. Definitely. So uh, so with that, um, we will pick this up. Hopefully recapping our 10th win of the season um, and uh, a recap in the season as a whole. Uh, we'll also touch on recruiting um, uh, next uh, next episode as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, Cody. So uh, so so with that, um, thanks as always for listening to Gatotalk. Yeah, and uh, thank you for listening. Um, like, share, tweet, retweet, and and you know continue to, to spread the word about us. Um, let us know what you like, what you don't like, um, what you agree with, what you may not agree with. Um, but always thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and, and, you know, like Matt said, you know, the next episode will be about the wrap up of this, uh, bowl game and football season. And then on to the next big thing, um, which is recruiting and signing period, which, uh, is looking like it is taking shape so we can't wait to discuss that after hopefully this uh, bowl victory i just want to say that we we are uh targeting a kid with a last name monty um which <laughs> is just really exciting that that a kid he's an athlete from uh south carolina i believe and uh no relation, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, just really excited to possibly see see a, see a Monty playing uh, for 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 my Eagles. Hopefully, he will, because um, from what you've sent me, he seems to be a stud. Um, <laughs> hopefully, yes, he yeah, he's th- he's th- three star, almost four stars. Yeah, he, but he, uh, the twenty four seven prediction, I believe, um, is uh, is that the the crystal ball prediction, as they call it. Uh, is that he's 100% on Georgia Southern. I think um I think we can just see by his athletic ability that he's of no relation to you Matt. He is of no absolutely no <laughs> relation to me, but you know what? It's spelled the same, it's the same last name and I'll take it. Um so uh so with that um again thanks for listening I got to talk. We'll pick this up uh, next episode and uh, as always Hail Southern Cody. Hail Southern Matt. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.